Well, hello and welcome to a special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church, coming at you after a two-week hiatus, mostly because I forgot about a doctor's appointment last <laughs> week, and we had, uh, well, we had Monday off because mm-hmm. of MLK Day, and then Tuesday, I called you at, like, texted you at, like, 3.15, mm-hmm. and we usually record at 3.45, so I apologize for the last-minute notice. It's okay. Uh, for those of you who missed it and were like, man, Brent. I uh, got we, several comments, actually. Hey, way too much money to, for this podcast <laughs> to not have it come out and see it. First of of all, you check with your bank because you're yeah. getting ripped off. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is good to be back. Megan, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great as well. I'm good. Uh, it is freezing around it, here. It feels, the temperature says 36, it but feels it feels a colder lot than colder than, that. than yeah. that. Yeah. It's just hard to get warm right now. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, we uh, This weekend, we hosted uh, our, our very first basketball game. I mentioned to you I'm coaching my son Grayson's oh, that's right. basketball uh-huh. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had two practices and uh, and then a Saturday game. Nice. So I'm thinking about having a little thing. I, I don't know how many games we're going to have. I think it's only like six or something uh-huh. like that. It's, not that. it's not very many. It's not a, it's not a very long season. Mm-hmm. But for the extent at which it goes, I'm thinking about having a little coach's corner here to highlight you, <laughs> highlight for you okay. uh, some of the best – things because i'm dealing with third and fourth graders right yep uh and most of them have never touched a basketball have never seen it can't even pronounce the word basketball yeah um and my son's on the team and uh so anyways uh (laughs) my favorite thing that happened this weekend i'm ready um and and for the most part i probably won't use their real names just for uh, not that you would ever care but it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. but for this one i will because uh his name's Levi, and he's Corey's son. And Corey, friend my friend and Corey, co-coach. Yeah. yeah, and co-coach, yeah. and my assistant coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, wait, have you officially like called yourself coach and assistant coach? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'm okay. like, guys, I'm Coach Johnson. This is Coach Coach uh, McCoy here, Coach Coach Corey. <laughs> uh, so yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> so his son is in third grade, same age as Grayson, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're both kind of on the lower end of third and fourth grade, right? So that factor that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, Grayson's pretty tall for his age, but there's some taller kids out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and Levi's even shorter than Grayson. So mm-hmm. Levi gets the ball in the corner and is doing the whole pivot foot. Are you a sports person? You yep. know what pivot foots are? I play are? basketball. He just, pivots in, he just pivots in circles, Yeah, which is good. He's not traveling, which is good because we told him you got you just learn to pivot. We're teaching him pivot foots right now. So the dude's just pivoting back and forth, back and forth. And there's a big kid underneath. Like our biggest kid is underneath in the key, and he's like, pass it to me. Levi, Levi, pass it to me. Pass it to me. And Levi, I can hear him. Uh, he goes, "I'm trying." As he's <laughs> pivoting in circles, which was fantastic. And then what came next was the best. The other kid on the other team slapped it out of his uh, out of Levi's hands, uh-huh. and it bounced off of his leg and out of bounds, clearly off of Levi, and in that direction. And the um, and the ref says, "You know, orange ball." The other team's ball, yeah. right, in the opposite direction. And Levi throws up his hands in absolute disgust. <laughs> runs run on i swear to you this is all true runs to our side of the court the other end of the court runs by us and as he's running by us has his hands up like this and says this ref's trying to screw us (laughs) i wonder where he's heard that before oh man i didn't preface all of this by telling you that his dad is a patriots fan and so it's like in his blood to complain about officiating yeah. and demand every call to go their way. It was so great. We both, Corey and I both looked at each other and just started busting up because his son was so frustrated. That's trying to classic. Screw us. 
That's classic. Oh, man, and now so it's great. recorded for posterity. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's a wonderful story yeah. to keep for and future reference. We don't keep score, but you keep score. You yeah. know how that works? And we crushed him. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, so good. validating You're as like, a first-time you coach. You cannot handle the non-competitive. Like we all we, – the kids all knew too. <laughs> it was so great. We crushed them, didn't we? It was awesome. So how was your weekend? It was pretty good. Yeah? Do anything fun? Um. No. I know. Yes, you did. I did. I had a friend over for dinner yes, last night you spontaneously. Did. I found out about it today. Yeah. Um, Our I friend was, Eric. Yeah. I watched, there's a movie called The Waitress, which has since been turned into a Broadway musical. Okay. Um, and it is, stars Carrie Russell. And it's about this waitress at like a pie shop and she invents pies. And then, you know, that's not the main part of the story, but I watched it because I think it's a cute movie. And I was like, oh, I want to make a pie now. But I didn't want to just make a dessert pie. So I made like a, I made a savory pie, like a pie for dinner. Yeah. Um, so I made the curry, a vegetable curry pie. With a guy who's a vegetarian. Yeah. So it's not like you could do like a shepherd's pie or anything well, like that, Well, I mean, right? I decided to make that before I invited Eric to oh, come okay. over. Like, All right. It just fit the mold then. Well, I, I eat vegetarian 90% at home. Okay. Um, and so, cause primarily cause I don't like cooking meat. Um, and so I was like telling him, I was like excited about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to make this pie for dinner. And he was like, oh, I love curry. And then he goes, oh, that sounds delicious. And I was like, are you staying tonight? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, do you want to come over for dinner? And he was like, yes, this couldn't have worked out Dang better. It, I'm married. <laughs> Happily married. No, it's funny. That's not I even. I know. I know. It's Eric. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, he came and hung out. I know. I was jealous. I said, uh, I've never been to your apartment. I've never seen your house. You've We've had talked opportunity about it. to. I said, is it small, as small as she talks about it being? Yeah. That's what I said. And he, and he goes, I've been in there before. He's like, there's one layout. Like everything's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, this, he's, this is the one place you can place a couch yep. and that's the one spot you can put a TV. <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah. And you get to see the cats. And he goes, yeah. And the toilet lights. <laughs> yeah. He, he walked, he was like. Assuming the bathroom's over there, and I was yeah. like, "Yep," because there's really only one if place. If that joke doesn't make sense to you, then you need to go listen to our last <laughs> podcast. To, but he podcast walked in and he was like, "Ooh, the toilet lines! I get to see him in person." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, he also, my cats apparently he'd he's had like two cat experiences in the last ten years. He said, and they've both been in the past five months or something like that. That was his line, but. Um, apparently the other one wasn't quite as pleasant as my cat. Yeah, I asked so. him if he was a cat guy, and he looked at me like, no, man. Yeah. No. He he was, like, into saying hi to my cat. So, yeah, good. Like, He's a good sport. Yeah, well, and my cats are not awful. Like, no, I know friendly that. I'm not saying that, and, like, Megan. <laughs> in my apartment, it smells normal, and, like, <laughs> All you know, I'm a good pet owner. Yeah. I take care of them. No, and we brought it stuff. up because I, I mentioned something about, yeah, um, something about our turtle. Yeah. And saying, because uh, he was like, I could never do pets. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He goes, two two cats, just like all the setup and all the work and all the, ugh, you know, and all the w- food and kitty litter, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was like, that's why we got a turtle, man. We could leave this turtle for like weeks at a time. That's what I found out the other day. <laughs> I was, the guy probably shouldn't have said anything because I went into the pet shop and I'm like, so, hey, man, what do I need to know about owning a turtle? What do mm-hmm. I need to buy? This kind of stuff. So he showed me some whatever. And then I said, food wise, we're doing like every other day. He's like, dude, do whatever you want. That turtle will like, will uh, go uh, at whatever level you feed it. That's what it will poop out. And he's like, <laughs> You could go two days, you could go four days, you could go seven days. Like, yeah. I'm not supposed to tell you that because yeah. I'm selling you the food, but uh, feel free to, like, go on a trip and not have mm-hmm. to worry about this thing. And I was like, that's the kind of pet. That's yeah. a great pet. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that thing. So, anyways. 
Yeah, you kind of have to worry about my pants. Here's something okay. else that you did this weekend. Oh. No, more like last week, but I just got to it over the weekend. Uh, you put together your job description. I did. <laughs> and let me know. He, what was the I title wrote, of it? It was what, what Megan Mac, actually do. What does Max, <laughs> Megan actually do? Um, because you came to us uh, a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, I need to start phasing out. I've got like two jobs and two cats and a big life and, and I'm too busy for you and I'm too good for this job anymore. You Those were, were not you were all always, my exact words. always overqualified. So it was not a matter of that. It was a matter yeah. of your grace. And now that grace is like, you know what? I got my hands full with some school stuff. So we are we – are, this is a fun announcement. We're crazy trying to find somebody to replace, not replace <laughs> – Put fill in the I'm shoes. I'm 100% replaceable. Well, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> in this role. Like, I, <laughs> this is, like, I am replaceable. Everyone yeah. is replaceable in whatever job so you're I, doing. So, so I told you, listen, you have picked up a lot of things along the way from what your job description originally was toward to where, you know, it's a church. It's a, it's a, it's a small business. There's only, like, a couple of employees. So everybody does a little bit of everything, and so it was like uh, put together what what it is that you do, and then you sent me a twelve page spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, I hope you all know what an with, exaggerator and hyperbolic with, speaker with Brent Johnson is, and uh, graphs, <laughs> and uh, what I mean, else was it was on there? at least two pages. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of bullet. It points. was bullet pointed. Yeah. So anyway, it was kind of stream of consciousness. I was like, what do I do on this day and this day and yeah. this day? So. So, anyways, we it was got organized. Our, we it was got like our hands weekly, full. monthly, yeah. yearly, and uh, with a little caveat on the end of at least your email. Um, here's what I won't be doing after. Yeah, I, I also said that role because I'm not leaving the church. I, I still want to volunteer, yep. but I here's the, here's a couple of things that I will not do. Yep, and uh, <laughs> one of them was pick up your laundry at the laundromat anymore. Um, not doing that anymore. And I was like, when have you ever done that, Megan? Uh, so I don't know. So, uh, uh, lies yeah. for for like those of you who don't understand Brent's sarcasm. <laughs> They're like lies. You do pick up his laundry. His laundry <laughs> lies. I've never picked okay. up your laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Nor was that in the job description. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, uh, good. Well, uh, we had an interesting weekend at East Lake. It was pretty fun. Yeah, we had uh, a, a staff member out because he's getting married, which is exciting. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Andrew and Bethany. Woop, woop. We had another staff member out because she was at the wedding and oh, okay. traveling to do that. And then, uh, so it was basically me and you yep. and a bunch of volunteers. And which, Eric showed which up. Which I only kind of realized, honestly. Oh, when you showed up on Sunday? Yeah, mm. I like kind of figured it out a little bit throughout yeah. the week, just like context clues with other things. But I didn't actually know. Yeah. Well, they were both going to be It was gone. kind of a little bit like they were. the wedding was uh, on a certain date earlier, and then it got moved, and then it got kind of like, well, it's all dependent on where you know we can do this. It's a little hard to kind of navigate that right now, yeah. obviously. So it, it was a little bit like we weren't exactly sure up in the air. And then uh, when I found out they were both going to be gone, I was like, okay, that's all right. We got a band. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. We can do this. Uh, and then literally half of our band's called out because they were sick with COVID. (laughs) And so we, uh, we found out like on Friday, Friday or so, I got a text message. I think it was Friday afternoon, maybe evening. 
uh, from uh, Lauren uh, saying, hey, um, we don't have a band this weekend. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> we can do. We, uh, we've exhausted all of our options. Yeah. People are not returning our phone calls. Um, and so we we did like this crazy audible. Were you down there at all? Did you uh, just not really, it? no. We, we just played a song via like Spotify mm-hmm. and then had the lyrics go on the screen for a little bit, which, you know, it definitely is awkward. It's not ideal. Thank you for those of you who were there who fought through it and were like, hey, we're all trying to we're all just trying to make things work right now, everybody. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that's the only time we'll have to do that. But yeah, it was very interesting. We finished off our series though, and we launched groups, which uh, it was was awesome. We've had I don't know how many people sign up uh, for uh, groups right now, which is really really good. So uh, had a little table in the lobby, kind of promo and some stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, our marketplace is now currently open. We talked in my talk on Sunday was about community and about this imaginary you that uh, oftentimes. If we're not careful, um, we spend all of our time projecting an image of ourselves, either via social media or we don't have to do that. I can be, we we can do this. This was a thing before social media too. We, we're always trying to manage an image. Here's I, I've got this together. This is why I'm hireable. This is why you should like me. This is why you should buy my products. This is why you should, you know, whatever. It, it's uh, it, to be employable. It takes a little bit of image management, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like that's kind of a necessary part of existence, but. The problem is, is if that's the only existence that you have, if you're not truly known by anybody and for for who you actually are, uh, then it can cause a lot of issues. I think that begins to kind of prop up, and mm-hmm. um, people don't really like you; they like a version of you, and uh, then you can start feeling like nobody likes me, and and people will be like, "No, you have so many people who like you," and you're like, "They like that thing, that version of me, but that's not really me." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, that can be a really kind of heartbreaking, yeah. kind of devastating sort of realization. And uh, so we said, listen, you got to find your people. You got to have people. And if we can be a church that helps you find that, great. If you already have it, that's great. Be thankful for it. Speak life into those relationships. Invest in those things. Spend money on those things. Take the trips. Buy the food. Go to the restaurants. Do the thing. Pay for the child care if you have to. I don't care what you got to do, man. You got you to gotta find spots to be able to. To, uh, to, to be known. And I, I would say I know you and, and you have close friends. Uh, and you're not like, I wouldn't say like the most extroverted, like, I'm, you know, Friday night, I'm out, like, like hitting the clubs. The mo- I mean, I don't go to clubs, but I am like the true version, the true extroversion. I okay, am Okay, that's the not most. the right word. Because extroversion isn't right. I'm just saying when you... It seems like in our conversations with your friends, you mm-hmm. have close, mm-hmm. deep friendships. Yes. And uh, you you have acquaintances because of probably work and life and stuff, but uh, you would I, – I, I wouldn't – I don't hear you saying, oh, Friday night was this and this and bouncing back and forth. I haven't seen them in a month. It's like I know who I – I know who my people are. You mm-hmm. know who your people are yes. and you invest in those relationships. Yes, I do. And, uh, and I, cause I'm not 25. Like I don't need to go out and be surrounded by, well, I was just people. about to say, I am an acquaintance he's, sort he's, of person. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm not a clever, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, th- it's a little different. Uh, I, I do have close relationships too, but I think in my role in, I don't know if I feel like I have to do that for my job or whatever, but I feel like I have to like kind of know a lot of people yeah. and, and, and do all of that. And so it does, it, it makes it a, Difficult. I, yeah. I mentioned that in, the, in on Sunday. It's pastors are in a difficult position. Yeah, We've, there's a yeah. I mean, you, I, you have that to your teacher. I mean, there's there's expectations. Yeah, I have too. there. I know people so like I can't go anywhere without seeing somebody yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, and most of them are students or former students or families of students. Um, but yeah, I have a core group of friends who 
I have very deep friendships with and they know me, you know, as much as any other human can know any other human. Like, yeah. Um, and you know, we are like, you mentioned on Sunday something about, well, we still clean for them. I was like, we are a friend group that don't clean for each other. <laughs> like, That's when you know yeah, you're good friends. Like we will go over to each other's house. That's like, my laundry. I didn't move it for you. Yeah. It's still I, right there. My counter still has all of the mail from the last two weeks on it. Yes. Those are bills. Yeah. One of them says overdue. Yeah. Don't like, worry about it. Things are fine. But No, but we literally are like friends who don't clean for you. Like come over, hang out. Everybody come over and hang out. My house is a mess. I don't know what's in the fridge, but yeah. come over and hang out and let's do life together. And it's it's so impactful. Yeah. And it's so, like, grounding. And it is the single best thing in my life. Yeah. Um, to have this core group of people who I can be completely myself with and I can break down with and I can celebrate every single joy with. And they can hold my burdens that I can't quite hold all of. And I can help them hold theirs. And it is, like, it makes me emotional, like, thinking about it um, and talking about it. And they are the reason I probably won't ever leave the Tri-Cities. Um, and We had friends say that the other day, too. Yeah. They're like, uh, in, in one of our small, in our small group, they were like, um, they, they mentioned somebody moves or whatever, and they, they just a matter of factly goes, and we'll just never leave. This is where our friends are, right? And mm-hmm. they they said it so matter of factly, it was like, I, I don't know. We've I've always, uh, I mean, we love the Tri City. We'll probably be here forever too, right? To some degree, uh, and but it was just like when he put it into words in that way, in that in that tone, I was like, okay, he's got friendships that he knows. If I move somewhere, if I move cross country, like the odds of me finding these kind of relationships mm-hmm. again are probably slim to none. Yeah. And I would try and I would give it my best dang effort. And if, you know, worse comes to worse and my job did this and I had to go or something like that, we'd figure it out. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like if something crazy happened yeah. and I needed to move, I would like I would move. But like I've moved enough to know how hard it is to find these kinds of friendships. Yeah. And like one of the hardest things of the pandemic has been not seeing them in person as much. Sure. And so like, and they're the people I will make exception for. Like I will say no to a lot of other people and say yes to them. Yeah. So, yep. So how, tell me about your, what did it, what was it like to be you listening to this talk yesterday? Were you as someone who has this? Yeah. As somebody who has this yeah. and I definitely, I mean, I follow you on social media, uh, I don't think that you struggle with, here's an imaginary version of myself. No, I don't. I was thinking about that too. Like there is no falseness <laughs> in what you do. I mean, I think there's layers to it, right? Like I like I do present myself. I don't hide much of myself from anyone really. Right. But like, you know, like there are layers that people see, you know, like obviously as a teacher, I hold much more together than I even do than with like my acquaintances and with my friends like like I've never sobbed in front of you well that's maybe not true um I've cried on the phone with you you've like called me at weird times but anyway like <laughs> I like, think One Tree Hill got the last season was like not renewed or something like that and you said I need, I need it. to chat and yeah, I don't know I can't like, remember how it went from there you know I my... put you on speaker and then did a crossword or something like that I'm just kidding. but like my friend I've like wept yeah. in their presence and like been held by them 
And like, I don't do that with my acquaintances. Yeah. Like I hold my emotions closer to myself with people I don't know as well. Um, But like, especially as like, I'm not married. I don't have people at home. Like I really need those friendships that will hold space for me to be my authentic self. And not that I hide who I am. Like I am like, it's a true version of me every level, but like it definitely, like there's definitely things I don't share with, you know, random Joe or like with my students or, you know, whatever. So why do you think you've been able to avoid some of that? Like this false life or this second life, this avatar person online? I I don't know. I just, it's just not me. I don't like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to sound like I'm just awesome, but, or just not immune to it, but it just isn't, I, and it might be because I'm older. Like I didn't have that growing up. Like I didn't grow up thinking that that was a way to portray yourself. Yeah. I think that's part of it, except I, I have friends, we all know people who are, yeah. didn't have yeah. We didn't, I didn't and grow up with I, You know what? Phones. And it may be because I was fully known and fully loved by my parents yeah, my whole life. Yeah. And so I never felt like I had to be anyone Security other than myself. Way. Sure. And I'm very different from my brother and sister. I'm the only extrovert in my, like, extroverted child in my family. And so, but my mom and dad were always just really amazing about, like whenever I'd be like, oh, I'm not as good as them or, oh, I'm really different than them. Or if they were being like annoying older siblings and making fun of me for being who I was, like my mom didn't stand for that very well. And she, not that she like was mean about it, but she just very quietly was always like, no, you're, you are amazing and beautiful the way you are. And she always was like, our family would have been so boring without you, Megan. And like, just very much a lot of like encouraging me to be who I am. Yeah. And so I don't think I ever felt like I had to be anybody else. Right. And well, and you kept bringing up I'm on the last child, which Yeah, means, I'm the youngest. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> my parents kept having kids until they got to me and then they figured out they couldn't beat perfection, I, so they uh, didn't yeah, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, I don't know. I just I've I see always, that as a first child. So I've always like, had a trying. lot of self confidence. Yeah. Like I just naturally Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm confident in everything I do, but I just always like I so I have a June birthday and I which means I'm usually the youngest in my like graduating class or in my like school class gotcha. growing up. Yep. But I didn't I always thought I was the right age and everyone else is just like too old or too young. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I you're supposed to be five in kindergarten and I was five all of kindergarten and then I turned six which is the appropriate age you're supposed to be for first grade and then I was six for all of first grade. Yeah. So, like, ju- that's just a really great example of how I thought I was the correct one and everybody else was weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big piece in Outliers uh, with Malcolm Gladwell about age ages and how that just where you're born in the calendar affects a lot of your personality and your confidence or lack of confidence uh, and kind of w- what you are and, and, and how well you do in sports was one of the ways that he kind of looked at it. What else did you uh, write down or, or think about as uh, takeaways from Sunday Stock? I that- down. I saw a um, – my favorite um, uh, Black Lady G's. She had an interesting thing this morning – um, so no ma- this is a quote from Hanif, I don't know how to say the last name. It's like Arabic. Abdurraquip. 
Um, no matter how obsessed you've been with your own vanishing, there will always be someone who still wants you whole. And so I thought I was like, oh, that like reminded me of your talk and like being in community. And like, even if you feel like nobody wants you or nobody would want you, like there are people who do like, and they want to see all of you and they want your wholeness and they want you to, they want your joy and they want your sorrow and they want all of that. And, you know, more importantly, God wants all of that too. Like there's always someone who wants you to be a whole human and to be able to like express that as who you are. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. That, those are my thoughts. Good. Yeah. Anything else you were, had, had I know, the eyes I like didn't write down there. notes. Oh, that's okay. So, but I like, mostly we've talked about the things I was thinking about when yeah. I was listening to it. So. Good. Do you have anything extra you want to Well, I did, but it, it has to do with my something interesting. So if you're okay yeah. with just jumping in there, yeah. uh, we'll do that. And I'll go first, even okay. though usually mm-hmm. that's the backwards order, but this kind of plays into it. Yeah. Uh, one of the rabbit holes that I had gone down a little bit uh, in preparation for this was I, I had done a little bit of research on some like the selfie culture and was going to bring in some stats to go along that. And then I just found, I just thought, eh, I just need to scrap it for time. And, and I didn't know how... With no, no band thing, I didn't want to go too long on Sunday night. I feel like, oh, crap, we need a band so the Brent's talks less. Um, <laughs> so uh, there was a story this week uh, about a woman in Quebec uh, – no, uh, Ottawa, sorry uh, – who went on a little, a little bit of a drive on a frozen lake. and uh, But unfortunately, she had gone really, really fast, recklessly – and uh, had gone into a spot where the ice was not as thick as maybe she had thought it was. And uh, she was rather younger and and maybe a little bit reckless and just, I don't know, all the whole thing. Anyways. How old was um, she? Well, I don't know. You can tell in the photo. She's old enough to be able to take a selfie while standing on the back of her car. Oh, my while it's gosh. Sinking. She definitely looks like she's maybe in her 20s. Yeah. Uh, so you guys can't see this because you're listening to the podcast. She, there's a, It's a picture of this woman standing on the back of a yellow sedan. That is sinking into ice, and she is taking a self. She is standing on like the back windshield, taking a selfie of herself so that the car <laughs> sinking is in the background. She, uh, yeah, she's literally in like in serious danger yeah, of and dying. And she is taking a photo op. And she wants, and it's uh, <laughs> it's the most it's the most <laughs> bizarre scenario you, ever. I I you can't really tell, but I'm like that's my like I can't believe this. Uh, Shake my head, voice. That's the voice I use when my kids tell the, me ridiculous. This, these pictures were taken by neighbors who were trying to like call out to her yeah. and be like, you know, what are we doing? Calling the cops and trying, kind of trying to get the fire department out there to help her. Um, <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, I decided that, that was like literally this week, and I went to go through and talk about. You've, we've all seen the selfie, the last picture before somebody dies mm-hmm. from some, from dumb selfie stuff. Um, and uh, it, you know, I just decided that's kind of cheesy, but whatever. Um, but did you know that seventy four percent of all images shared on Snapchat are selfies? 74%. Yeah, but most of them only are forehead up. Yeah. You want to know why I know that? Because all well, of my a, students. You're a teacher, so yeah, this is like, this I, is going to be known. I regularly ask them, I was like, guys, what do you think people will think about us in 500 years when they find these mass amounts of forehead pictures yeah. that we've all taken? I was like, they're going to think we had like a forehead fetish. Totally. We're way into foreheads. <laughs> Giant foreheads. They always just like shake their head. At me. Uh, a thousand, and I, this feels low to me actually, but a thousand selfies are posted at Instagram every 10 seconds. The average number of selfies taken over a lifetime, 25,000, which is hilarious because it's like it's, they've only been around for a few years. How could you measure that out? I think it feels like it's going to be more than that. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, the percentage of US plastic surgeons who see patients who want to look better in selfies, 55%. Yep. 
mention one of the reasons they're in here to get some work done is so that I look better in yep. selfies. I mean, yeah. That is a holy yeah. cow. Well, there's a it's like a whole emerging um, body image disease of like wanting to look like the, the filters, like yeah. getting plastic surgery so That's that you wild. always look like you have a filter on you. Uh, yeah. There, there's somebody that I, I have uh, been associated, uh, a friends with, associate, what's the word? Acquaintance Acquaintances. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> who she, uh, she has done that. She's taken Instagram photos and, and I looked at him like, did she get the lips? Like, are those like her real lips or are those, <laughs> what is going on here? And I'm, I still don't know. You just mentioned it right now and I don't know if it's a filter or if she is doing that to her She's lips. gotten some plastic surgery. <sighs> Yeah. Man. It's uh it's tough. Yeah. All right, what do you got for yeah. me? What's something um, This is from our friend Margot Gregory. Hey, Margot. She sent it to me. Um, so this is about side note, her boy is getting cute. Have you seen his yeah. pictures lately? Yeah, I yeah. have. He's yeah. a pretty adorable. Yeah. He's a cute kid. Um so this is about in I don't remember when. Um, so it's called this is an article she sent. It's called The Strange Short Lived British Trend of Hiring Ornamental Hermits. Like like a person who crab hermit crabs nope like hermits like a human that hermit want to live anywhere yeah, else? who don't live want to live around other people and okay. don't exist with other people so well, in the 18th century so 1700s um or maybe the 19th century anyway 18, 18 1700s 1800s in England when they started getting like those overgrown gardens so they English kind of rebelled from the like pristine Victorian era like yeah well Victorian era is after that yeah that's true um the like French um like Louis the 15th Versailles like gardens got it and so they had these like overgrown windy gardens and they would build like a little cottage on it called a hermitage and so there was a certain amount of time within the that period where these (laughs) very wealthy nobles would hire a person to live in there and be a hermit on their property. Yeah. And they had like requirements. Like you had to have a beard and you (laughs) weren't allowed to shave or like bathe or like talk to other people for the like seven year contract that you've like signed with me to be the hermit on my property. And which I was like, first of all, it's interesting, but also I thought, what a like bougie, like aristocratic noble BS yeah. to like hire another human to be a hermit on your property. I was like, that's the most like white wealthy thing I've ever heard. I think in my life, it's uh, it's funny because <laughs> obviously hermits agreed to do this. Yeah, too. I mean, like, like it was like the trend. It was like the fashionable thing to do yeah. is to have a hermit on your property. <laughs> Like a human, a human man who didn't want to like communicate or exist with other people yeah. to like have him live on your property. So in your when I was in college, garden. one of my uh, roommates downstairs that lived downstairs from me, so we weren't in the same room, but real close, uh, had his parents lived up north somewhere, Anacortes area. Okay. And they had an outdoor hot tub. And so on the weekends, we would go up, hot tub at their house, stay the night, and then, and then come back. And they had a little shack house shed home thing on the property and he talked about how this guy lived out in this <laughs> thing and it, i did like it, currently like when well, you were going up he lived that's there? the that was what they made it sound like okay. until about the third time that i went out there and that's just a story that they tell everybody oh. <laughs> because it looks kind of like it it looks uh-huh. like a little hermitage like it's yeah. not a shed it, it was more 
homey looking than yeah. that, but not yeah. like a home. I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> and uh, I just remember Jeff Jeff's house had, and I can't remember the guy's name, but they had all kinds of like crazy stories that they would tell <laughs> about so-and-so that lives in the shed, oh lives in the little house. That's so, funny. Anyways, I don't yeah. know if that was like to keep us from sneaking out and I don't know. Doing, I don't know. Like, we're in college now, guys. We can sneak out whenever Who we want. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it sounds like something his dad thought was funny. Yeah, and probably. And became like family joke For legend. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Anything else? That's it. I gotta build me a hermitage and find me a hermit. Um I wonder if those are allowed by sh- HOA. Yeah, I was like, I'm not sure your HOA would allow that. <laughs> we have a little playhouse. Maybe <laughs> it's kind of the door's falling apart. I don't know if it's gonna make it through the winter. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like doors. I don't know. Uh... Oh, man. That'll do it for today's yeah. episode of Say Something Interesting. <laughs> if you have not already done so, make sure to sneak on over to eastlaketricities.com slash marketplace. Find a group to plug into. Find your community. Find your people. Uh, there's a bunch of different options on there. There's poker nights. There's uh, uh, pub theology nights. There are film and theology nights. There are hikes for full moons. There are study groups. Uh, di- couples go out for dinner groups. Uh, a bunch of different things. So yeah. find one to plug into and make that thing happen. Most of those groups start like first week of February-ish, so you still have a little bit of time, but the space is limited, so don't wait too long to do that. This Sunday, we're kicking off a brand new series at 8.30 and 10 o'clock in person and 10 o'clock online. The series is called Live No Lies. It's going to be a series on peace, and I uh, hope you can come out and make that happen. Yeah, super that. exciting. Have a good week, guys. Bye. See you.